Nearly a decade after the state prohibited efforts to extract methane from the southern tier using high-volume hydraulic fracturing, a new initiative tied to the fossil fuel industry is proposing a different means of getting at the fossil fuel, which they claim is environmentally friendly and in line with the state's efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. But environmentalists are wary, to say the least, of this proposal to inject carbon dioxide into at least 100,000 acres in order to bring up methane, the primary component of natural gas. For more on the issue, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Alex Beecham, Northeast Region Director for Food and Water Watch, a national environmental group which has come out against the proposal from Southern Tier Solutions, which we recently discussed with the company's president, Bryce Phillips. Listeners can find that interview wherever they get podcasts. Welcome to the show, Alex. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So before we get into this proposal from Southern Tier Solutions, I'm curious whether, regardless of the method, you're generally opposed to extracting methane uh, from New York for the purposes of generating uh, new electricity. Yeah, that's right, right? I mean, I think it's abundantly clear that the state should be racing away from fossil fuels as fast as we can. It's clear we're in a climate crisis. You know, I, I lived through smoke-filled summer here in Brooklyn and then a flood-filled fall. The signs of the kind of climate crisis are all around us. We just simply can't afford to mess around with this kind of false solution where we have a new method of extracting gas and, and sort of use that to greenwash it as something that, that is a sustainable solution. It's not. It's really clear we have to need, leave this stuff in the ground. And it's frankly, to me, a little absurd that we're fighting this battle nine years after we banned fracking, kept all of that grass in the ground in New York. And now, of course, the industry comes back with yet another harebrained scheme to try to get it. Obviously, we should leave it there. We should have a ban on CO2 fracking. And I think we can accomplish that the same way we banned fracking the first time with real people power overcoming the power of the oil and gas industry. Well, yeah, let's talk about the proposal from Southern Tier Solutions, which in its most reductive form is to take carbon dioxide, pump it into the ground. That will produce methane to come up to this, the surface so that that can be turned into electricity through plants that they want to build in different parts of the area. And then they want to capture the carbon dioxide that's produced uh, as the result of that process of creating electricity and pump it back into the ground to get more methane, creating what they argue is this sort of closed loop that doesn't produce carbon emissions and also helps provide jobs and also electricity that the state could theoretically really need as it looks to take more fossil fuel plants offline. So focusing on just the idea of injecting carbon dioxide into the ground, which is uh, different from what was proposed uh, a decade ago, which was a really water-intensive process. What do you think of this new idea? Is it uh, all it's cracked up to be, potentially? Is it safe? You know, there's nothing magic about replacing water with CO2 that makes fracking safe. So many years ago, when we enacted the ban, underwent a long, long, long environmental review and a health review as well, Almost all of those concerns, right, the concern about water contamination, the concern about health impacts locally, all of those still exist if you're fracking with CO2 instead of water. So there's nothing magic about this, right? There is nothing safer about it. The only reason they're doing it is to try to get around the ban. So in the ban, high volume hydraulic fracturing is defined as over 300,000 gallons of water. 
but there's nothing magic about using CO2. And in fact, there's um, some evidence that it could be more dangerous, particularly more dangerous around bigger, bigger concerns around earthquakes with CO2 versus water. So there's no reason to think this is safer than what were, than what was proposed all those years ago. And to me, it's just sort of a cynical ploy to, to get around the law. I've read some arguments that the use of uh, hydraulic fracturing fluids used to fracture rock formations are th the real threat to human health and the environment. So if this process can avoid using those, does that negate some of the environmental concerns or, or are they still present? No, I mean, so look, the, the, this isn't happening at scale almost anywhere in the country. So there's a limited amount of what we know. But I will say there's no reason to think that they're not going to use chemicals in CO2 fracking, right? Mm -hmm. So they sort of propose this as a magic cure-all, like, oh, we'll use CO2 instead of water. And it makes you think all the other nasty things that go deep underground to fracture the rock in the traditional way won't apply. That's simply not the case, right? So we think all the same environmental concerns are still there, um, same problems with water contamination, same problems with air pollution. And then, of course, there's the actual fracked gas that you're getting on the back end um, at a time when we can't afford to keep burning fossil fuels. So I, I think this is a, a really cynical attempt to just get around the ban, but there's no reason to think CO2 fracking is one bit safer than, than what we banned all those years ago. What sort of process should the state follow in evaluating any efforts from Southern Tier Solution to extract methane as part of its proposal using carbon dioxide? Yeah, well, we're at a really interesting moment, right? So like beyond Southern Tier Solutions being in the press quite a bit and having a bunch of outreach to landowners in the Southern Tier, there is no proposal for the state to act on. So what we're calling for is the state really ought to get ahead of this, right? So we could wait for that regulatory process to play out. We shouldn't do that, though. We should be proactive. We should ban this practice outright and not wait for Southern Tier Solutions to, uh, to go through some lengthy environmental review. So the state could and, and should do that. Um, we could pass a ban through the legislature. The administration should come out opposing it right away. There is a way to nip this in the bud. And frankly, a way that would be politically popular for basically all of those actors. Fracking is deeply, deeply unpopular. And I don't think almost anyone in this state is fooled by Southern Tier Solutions greenwashing CO2 fracking scheme. So there's a real window here where the state could get out in front of it and nip the whole thing in the bud. Um, but it's going to take real political pressure for them to do that. And I think that's why we're revving up a big organizing campaign to push the governor and the legislature to just ban it outright. Well, before we continue, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Alec Beecham, the Northeast Region Director for Food and Water Watch, a national environment group which has come out against a proposal to remove methane from the southern tier using primarily carbon dioxide. So why shouldn't we go through an environmental review process as opposed to just banning this? Because as you mentioned, this is not a technology and process that's in widespread use uh, around the country, and we don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of it. So what would be wrong with letting state environmental and health regulators review the process while they decide whether it's the right thing for New York? Well, I, I think 
if we're at all serious about the climate crisis, you would hope that leaders in both the legislature and the administration would realize that any attempt to skirt the fracking ban and any attempts to uh, greenwash fossil fuels into something that's part but, of the but, but do we know at this point though alex whether it is greenwashing i mean again i, I mean put, being the most open-minded possible to this as you said we don't know everything about this so what's the harm of you know not allowing this to begin while the review process happens and then deciding yep we were right as we suspected this is greenwashing this is not environmentally friendly of course using methane for electricity is problematic and we're not allowing it you know if you know if there's even a tiny percentage chance of that this can work why not examine it what's the harm well, I don't think New York should be the testing ground, right? But the other thing I'd say is that it's not just whether it's greenwashing or not, right? The state has taken a position on whether we should keep burning fossil fuels, right? We passed the CLCPA into law, and by law, the administration, all agencies are required to think through their permitting decisions and think through whether um, a given thing right, they're considering Right, but you're saying we should skip the permitting process and just ban it outright. So why not let that process play out? Why not utilize the law as it's been envisioned and uh, let that inform the permitting process? Well, I guess what I'm saying is like, it seems abundantly clear it can't comply with the CLCPA as written, right? So like the, the CLCPA isn't talking about CO2 fracking versus other fracking. It's should we keep burning fossil fuels? And there is no way this proposal to extract fossil fuels won't result in more burning of fossil fuels. So it just seems ludicrous on its face. And to me, the smart political play and the smart policy play from Governor Hochul would be to get out in front of this and say, look, this, there's no way this can comply with the climate law as written and, and get ahead of it and not waste months or perhaps years of the administration and all of our time fighting this thing. So I think we know, we know what this is, right? This is taking fossil fuels out of the ground to burn it. And if the state is still in some kind of crazy scenario where we're trying to hit emission goals and explicitly trying to move the grid off fossil fuels, we just cannot pretend that burning more fossil fuels will comply with that. It won't. Right. There is no way it can work. Um, and the law is actually very good. The CLCPA is very good on on limiting carbon capture schemes for this reason so that we don't have to go piece by piece and fight every single one of these crazy proposals. But it's abundantly clear taking fossil fuels out of the ground to burn them makes it much harder to reach a goal where the state is saying relatively soon we can't be burning any fossil fuels for electricity. Right. So if we if we go down this road, it makes it much more difficult and perhaps impossible uh, to meet the goals of CLCPA. So that's sort of what I'm saying mm -hmm. is it just seems kind of nuts to even be considering it to, to begin with. We've already had the state's independent grid operator decide to keep some fossil fuel plants online past their scheduled retirement as the result of uh, energy reliability concerns. So do you think there's a possibility that this process and this utilization of, of methane as proposed for the southern tier could represent a cleaner source of fossil fuels than what we are planning on relying on now as we bridge that gap between our current dynamic and clean fuels, whether it's solar, hydro, or wind. 
No, I mean, look, the, the solution here is we need to get much more serious about the build out of renewables and this kind of choice between like a dirtier gas and a cleaner one is is a false choice. And one, frankly, that the law rejects, right? Where but we've already old... had to make that choice in New York City by keeping peaker plants uh, online past their scheduled retirement date. So it is, I mean, it is a real choice that uh, grid operators are having to make right now. Yeah, it's a choice. But keeping peaker plants online because we're not hitting our renewable goals is one thing. Building out new fracked gas power plants that will be there for decades and decades to come is is another, right? Um, and look, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that we can meet the challenge and, and the peaker plants won't be necessary in the near future. But building that, that challenge is about shutting down existing fossil fuel infrastructure, right? And yes, we should be doing that faster. This is about should we create new infrastructure that will be there for decades to come. We just can't afford to do that anymore. Do you feel like this proposal for the Southern Tier is in line with a larger trend of efforts to use what we might consider as bridge fuels or cleaned up sort of fossil fuels, whether it's uh, anaerobic digesters or the low carbon fuel standard that you know might represent false promise and could theoretically undermine the environmental movement? Do, I mean, do you see a larger trend here? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think all of that stuff is about providing a lifeline to the fossil fuel industry. And it's absolutely a larger trend, both in New York and around the country, um, where we're trying to use things like carbon capture and sequestration basically as an excuse to keep burning fossil fuels. So this is a thing people don't know, right? You hear the word carbon capture and think, oh, that's good. And this might seem like a particularly crazy example of it because you're capturing the carbon just to get more gas. But when you look around the country, almost all of the carbon capture projects that we're engaged in right now around the country are to do exactly that, are to extract fossil fuels one way or another. So it really kind of gets to the lie of the whole thing. Like we're pretending carbon capture is this green solution and all it's doing is allowing us to extract more fossil fuels that we're going to burn and burning those fossil fuels is what caused the climate crisis to begin with. So it is a kind of complicated story to tell. And I think that the oil and gas industry is engaging in that kind of obfuscation on purpose. But um, I'm hopeful that projects like this, because they are so particularly absurd, and I think people just aren't buying it in New York, um, can help us turn the tide against carbon capture. But it's absolutely a, a part of a broader trend. Um, I'd throw hydrogen in there as well, right? There's a, a, a kind of concerted effort across the state to say, oh, we don't have to worry about dismantling the gas infrastructure because one day it will all be hydrogen. That's nonsense. Uh, and and there is no way to create that amount of hydrogen without also creating a lot of pollution. But I think, honestly, a lot of that stuff is just in the discourse to confuse people. And while we're doing that, we just keep right on burning the same dirty gas that we've been doing for generations. You're skeptical of, say, green or pink hydrogen or the, the rainbow of colors of hydrogen fuel? <laughs> we are deeply skeptical of the of the entire rainbow, I would say. Um, and look, I mean, there was probably some extremely narrow green hydrogen piece that could make sense, but that's not really what this is about, right? I, I think you see people like National Grid sort of just making wild claims that one day the entire gas system will be hydrogen and we don't need to worry. We can keep building these pipelines. We can keep building the infrastructure. And to me, it's pretty obvious. They just want to keep burning gas and sort of throw hydrogen out there as some future thing that could happen with no real intention of doing it at scale. Well, even... 
Doreen Harris, the head of the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, has promoted the idea that some hydrogen can be used in a clean, meaningful fashion for our energy future. And the state has invested uh, you know, some federal dollars into uh, these types of experiments. Do, do you think that's not a worthwhile avenue of exploring? No, I think it's not. And I, and I do think you, you raise an important point there. What's driving a lot of this, and, and maybe to take it back to Southern Tier Solutions, I think what's driving a big piece of this proposal is that there is a lot of federal money that right now is slated to go to false solutions with no real analysis of whether they work, right? or in some cases, no analysis on the back end of whether something worked after we gave it federal money. So I, I think that's a big part of that, right? There's a lot of speculation out there, a lot of a lot of people trying to grab federal money while it's out there. And I would throw Southern Tier Solutions into that. I think that's a big piece of, of why they're trying to do this. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Alex Beecham. They're the Northeast Region Director for Food and Water Watch. Alex, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.